getting kind of mad I had a lot to look but it's all been bad no matter how struggle and strive I'll never get out of this world alive my fishing poles broke the creek is full of sand my woman run away with another man no matter how struggle and strive Depressing installment of Bayou Ball Movements. This one shouldn't take too long. Just gonna go ahead and rip the band-aid right off. Not a lot you want to really get a deep dive into when breaking down uh, this, this game in Los Angeles. The Texans were demoralized in the City of Angels, 33-17 at the hands of Zach Morris lookalike Jared Goff, his 31-year-old boy band counterpart Sean McVay, and the ghost of Wade Phillips. I didn't really pay much of... I had no idea who Tom Savage was coming out of college uh, in the 2014 draft. The only thing I knew is that he had a bad... <laughs> he had a badass name. For that reason and that reason only, I was really excited. Not sure what he did. I know he bounced around from school to school. Uh, But it had to have been better than what we've seen in his four seasons as a pro, quote-unquote. You can't see the air quotes, but a pro was definitely in quotes. But, uh, hey, perhaps being back on a collegiate field at the Memorial Coliseum would put a pep in his step. Just like the good old days, right? Wrong. In fact, it was very much the opposite. Savage, the human statue, a statue erected as some sick, tasteless joke, as a testament to mediocrity and how to beat the system, finished 18 for 33 and 221 yards. He was sacked three times, fumbled twice, and threw two red zone interceptions. His four total turnovers ties Brian Hoyer's all-time shittiest performance by a Texans quarterback. You all remember Hoyer had four unassisted turnovers in the 30 to nothing embarrassment against the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs two years ago. That was Hoyer's last start as a Texan. At the time during that game, I wondered why Bill O'Brien didn't bench Hoyer for Savage. And now, I don't. Axing a quarterback after a four-turnover game, that's a good rule. I pray to God that rule is enforced here in 2017. Believe it or not, this was a 9-7 game at halftime. The Texans' defense was unbelievable in the first half. They held the league's most explosive offense to just six first downs, 131 yards, about 40, coming on a screen to Gurley. 
and just three Greg the Leg Zerline field goals. Just three. Well, it was enough to give them a first-half lead. But two of those three field goals were cheapies, thanks to some savage turnovers, including a strip sack on the second play from scrimmage. Tom Savage has the unique honor of fumbling in all three of his starts this year. Uh, The defense was led in the first two quarters by Texans linebacker Jadavion Clowney. Clowney had three total tackles for loss, including a sack in which he throttled golf 11 yards. I shit you not, the Texans had a lead at one point in this game. It came after a 27-yard pass from Savage to Bruce Ellington to put the Texans ahead 7-6. That was Savage's second touchdown pass in his four-year career, quote-unquote. Following that drive, the Rams showing no respect for the Texans' offense, and rightfully so, failed to convert a fake punt pass on a fourth down and turned it over in their own territory. The Texans were poised to take a 14-6 lead into the locker room, on the road. But you knew better than that. As predictable as explosive diarrhea ensuing a meal at Taco Cabana, Savage shat his pants and threw his first of two interceptions from inside the 20-yard line. The Rams would then march down the field and retake the lead on a 50-yard Zerline field goal to close the first half. The Texans actually had more offensive yards than the Rams in the first half. Texans had 188 yards of offense and the Rams only 131 first half yardage. Dominated time of possession, but thanks to a savage interception and fumble and a Kiami Fairbairn missed field goal, he's now missed two in a row, Texans went into the half down by two. And I think the Rams actually only had like six yards of offense total in the first quarter. We were playing lights out. Uh, Too good to be true, as it turned out. It did not last long. All right, the Rams would make their adjustments at the intermission and came out firing in the third quarter. On a second and eight from their own six-yard line, Goff found wide receiver Robert Woods deep, deep downfield. And the two connected on a 94-yard death blow. It marked the beginning of the end for the Texans in Week 10 and was yet another coffin nail in an already cold and dead 2017 season. Goff finished 25 of 37 passing and ultimately burned the Texans for 355 yards, three touchdowns, and had no interceptions. Two went to Robert Woods and another to Sammy Watkins, who looked like he tweaked his foot or ankle early in the game, would not keep him out. He found the end zone. So, behind Tom Savage, the four-year vet in O'Brien's ingenious system, 
So complicated, so complex. He's a genius. The starter through training camp and the first two quarters of week one. Behind that guy. That guy. The Texans have scored a grand total of 21 points in 10 quarters. Savage has lost five fumbles, thrown two interceptions in those 10 quarters. The Texans are 1-4 in in his five career starts. And to be fair, going to throw this guy a bone, he had thrown 149 consecutive passes without being intercepted before that Mark Barron interception in the second quarter on Sunday. But, to further the fairness, those were 149 more attempts than he deserved to have as an NFL quarterback. You know, on Sunday, he would have had a fifth turnover, breaking Brian Hoyer's shitty record, but Alex Ogletree's pick six got called back after he was flagged for holding intended receiver Lamar Miller. Wade Phillips in another grudge match, another revenge game, His defense, and thanks to Savage's generosity, Wade Phillips' defense held the Texans to 283 yards. Under Savage, when Savage starts a game, they only managed 203 yards against Jacksonville and 288 yards against Indianapolis. In Deshaun Watson's last start, a 41-38 Epic battle, a loss at Seattle. They gained 509 yards. Just about twice as many yards as a Savage offense can put on the board. It is now the second week in a row. The Texans offense has only mustered a single touchdown. It's probably... I know he didn't have a touchdown in that first game. I'd be surprised if the Texans had more than one touchdown in that uh, week one game against the Jags. This depleted squad has now dropped four of its last five games, only beating the winless Browns. And it does not appear that the lowly AFC South is going to bail them out like they always have. The Jags and Titans are both 6-3, and three, And they're winning games that the Texans keep giving away. I like Bill O'Brien. He's a likable guy. He's a family man and cares deeply for a disabled child. And as much as I would love to have a beer with the guy, I have to separate his qualities as a person and evaluate what he's done as a coach. On the surface, three nine and seven seasons in a row following a two and fourteen season, two division championships, a playoff win last year. You'd say, hey, that's pretty good. Give him a mulligan this year. But I'm willing to bet if you look closely at these wins, I would say between sixty-five and seventy percent of these wins are against AFC South opponents 
Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Tennessee Titans, who, let's face it, have been dog shit these past three years. Uh, Toss in a couple of wins over the Bengals, the Bungles. We're not beating good teams. The Texans never have ever beaten a good team under Bill O'Brien, just to my knowledge. All right, they had that one playoff win last year, thanks to Derek Carr being injured. Uh, we beat the fucking backup, who I think is like third string this year. Uh, th- that 30 to nothing embarrassment against the Chiefs in the first round two years ago, have we forgotten about that? That cost Brian Hoyer his job. You know, we signed TJ Yates just to have his ass sit on the fucking bench. Wow, Tom Savage coughs it up four times. This team, it's content in its mediocrity. So the question is, uh, whose fault is it? Bill O'Brien, if you ask him, as he has said after every loss, and there's been a lot over the past four years, says it's his fault. He's got to coach better. Um, Yeah, Bill, I agree. But does the blame rest solely on Bill O'Brien? Every NFL team suffers major injuries. The Texans, particularly this year, losing J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, Deshaun Watson, Christian Covington is out for the year, Brian Cushing uh, suspended 10 games for testing positive for an illegal substance. You just lost Ryan Griffin after not having C.J. Fedorowicz. Obviously, obviously, guys like J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson hurt the most. Not having them, those are the biggest blows to this team this year. But the Texans went 9-7 and with a division title and a playoff win last year, despite being without J.J. Watt and having Brock Osweiler behind center. Rick Smith's roster, the roster he has been tasked with assembling, has not been deep enough, though, to withstand the setbacks in 2017. Long-standing problem areas like the offensive line, the defensive secondary, have become a revolving door of cast-offs and discarded names. The entire organization... The owner Bob McNair, general manager Rick Smith, and Bill O'Brien all stood behind Tom Savage in the offseason, throughout the offseason, throughout the preseason, and remain committed to Tom Savage after Deshaun Watson went down. Colin Kaepernick, unquestionably, a better option than the alternatives. However, he's been deemed too controversial most likely by an owner whose actions, or lack thereof, do anything but dispel the rumors surrounding his character. But regardless of who has the final word on Kaepernick, the joint decision by O'Brien, Smith, and McNair to roll with the stagnant savage cannot be interpreted any other way than the Texans have accepted failure. This offense cannot function without a mobile quarterback. Your offensive line is too flimsy. 
It is too weak to protect a statue like Tom Savage. Letting him get pummeled back there is a deliberate decision to lose. You don't want to sign Kaepernick. Fine. I justify it any way you want. I don't care what clown you throw out there. The season's lost. But whoever you have back there has to be able to move. You are basically throwing Tom Savage to the wolves. He cannot protect himself. He is a sitting duck. A deer caught in the headlights. It is a miracle. Injury-prone Tom Savage has not been hurt. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not proud of this, but at this point I'm rooting for a Tom Savage injury. I just cannot stand to see him out there. As long as this organization is content with Tom Savage as their quarterback, you shouldn't expect anything from the abomination that is this 2017 season. Sit patiently, watch the Rockets, uh, check out the hot stove rumors for MLB, fuck, maybe get out and exercise, uh, find a new hobby, I, I don't know, do some work around the house, I don't know. Or you could just do nothing. Just sit, do nothing, and wait for the 2018 season, just like the Texans are doing. All right, that will do it for this sad installment. And guys, let's be honest, they're, they're just going to keep sh- being shittier and shittier. Uh, the Rockets won again tonight, so that was good. Maybe it'll be more Rockets heavy in the future. But still more to come. It's only week 10. The Texans are now 3-6. and six. Seven games to go. So still seven fucking near-suicidal games to sit through. I look forward to it, and I look forward to speaking with you once again. Thank you guys for stopping by, and before you say it, you're welcome. I'll